Welcome to the Fargo Christian Podcast. The Fargo Christian Podcast's mission is to bring together and have open conversations with pastors, business owners, nonprofit workers, and truthfully anyone who has our same mission in mind, uniting the church. Each week we will have conversations surrounding one main question, what is God doing in your life? Will you laugh? Hopefully. Will you cry? Maybe. All we know is that Jesus clearly lays out his goal for the church in John 17, and we are doing our part to accomplish that. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Fargo Christian Podcast. This is Jordy Hutton. I am technically alongside, but virtually alongside, my good friend Nick. Hey, this is interesting to us. It is. It's like we're actually doing coronavirus yeah. quarantine. Yeah, this is probably how we should have been doing the podcast the whole time in reality. We, we weren't. We've been in person every single time. Breathing breathing in each other's yep. faces. But not anymore. Well, not this time. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure we'll be, I'm sure we'll be in person again, but... As they say, if you don't get better at podcasting, you'll always be the exact Only same get... at podcasting. So, yep. So we're trying new things and trying to, <laughs> trying to get better. See if the we old get better. Get better, or you'll not improve. Strategy. The old podcast try. Yeah. Yep. So, um, Nick, give me a scale at one to ten. How are you doing today? Uh. I'm doing great. I had a lot of we, you and I were just yeah. together a couple hours ago, and I uh, had a lot of caffeine, a lot mm. of coffee. Um, we're trying to squeeze this in before my parents ruin ruin the fiesta festival party. So I'm uh, I'm doing really good. Dirty, how are you? I'm great. Um, eight. <laughs> Uh, I <laughs> I asked him to scale it one to ten, and then he told me he's doing great. So I just sent him because we're on Zoom. Sent him a little message and said, "Please scale it one to ten. So he's doing eight out of ten today. Um, yeah. Tell you what, if you would have asked me three days ago, I probably would have said four or five. But today oh. I am pushing closer to nine. I think. Really? Yeah. Um, Why? Why? What happened three or four well, days ago? I'm just so four... tired. It's been a busy mm-hmm. month. Um, I feel that. A lot of good stuff happening, but just a really busy month. Um, and, you know, a lot of people can say that. But yeah, I was feeling it. And uh, we just we got some good news as far as tennis season goes. And, um, you know, school's been going all right. So I'm uh, I'm just I'm happy. I'm feeling good. That's and I good. won two games of cribbage today. You I did. Uh, you did yeah. do that. And Nick would... didn't get skunked one of the times. So you could yep. say it was a good yep. day for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my favorite yeah. day, but it was a good I, day. I needed it. I like seeing Jordy yep. win. To win for it all is. of us. And and Josh Link didn't win. Which is a win yeah. for all of us. Um those of you that know Josh Link or have played cribbage with Josh Link, you know that he very often wins, and it's and it's mm-hmm. real frustrating. Um, so real frustrating. 
Um, but in the sake of time, and we are hoping to get uh, an interview in this week as well in this podcast, mm-hmm. so we do got to keep it real short between you and I today. Shoot. I know, that's hard for us. That's always that's always yeah. difficult. Um, Let me categorize my thoughts. <laughs> so I uh, I just have I have two items on a list of things that I'd like to talk to you about today. Um, okay. The first one Shoot. is off topic. Second one is on theme for this week, which we mentioned two weeks ago. So also sorry we didn't get one out last week. Um, it's okay. But two weeks ago we said that we we're going to talk about the school year. Um, mm-hmm. So that's our topic. The second question relates to that. The first question, I just felt like as a Fargo podcast, specific to Fargo, it would be wrong of us to not talk about Bison football as Bison football has their only game this fall today when we're recording. You'll hear this on Monday. Um, So you've watched it. So when you listen to this or when you're listening to this, you'll, if you care about football, you'll know how the Bison did. If you don't care about Mm -hmm. football, then ignore this part you could even fast forward a little bit if you want to you don't have to yeah it it's still funny yeah there's i enjoyable enjoyable. i don't think there's going to be a lot of biblical content in this part of the conversation (laughs) um but that's fine you know um it reminds me of my favorite my favorite poem by uh chris bernstorff where he talks about what um you know what did Jesus talk about with the disciples in all of their time walking? You know, because oh. they just spent all this time walking yeah. and traveling and like a vast majority of the conversations they had weren't recorded. Serious. I mean, we don't know what they were, yeah. but they definitely weren't recorded. We know that. Yeah. Um, but so he said, what did they talk about? I like to think they talked about beer and baseball. Yeah. Wow. I just, I don't know. I like it. I think it's a good, uh, it's a I, nice poem. It's fun to think about. Um, but anyway. I have, before we get off the poem topic, yeah. I have a list of like 30 poems Whoa. that I've been wanting to read. Oh. And I ha- started this list like two years ago. And I've read probably two okay. of the poems. Is Robert Frost but, on the list? I think so. Um, my students referred to Robert Frost as a bum one time because they didn't like the poem that I had them read. I also taught well, English poem. for three weeks. <laughs> I had a variance, as they say, and I taught uh, English for three weeks. And the only thing about English that I would ever say that I'm kind of good at is poetry. I just really enjoy it more than anything. So we did mm-hmm. uh, a poetry unit in that three weeks, and they read a Robert Frost poem, and they're like, man, this guy's a bum. This poem sucks. Like, wow. No, no, it doesn't. What, uh, what poem was remember. it? Is it worth Shoot. Googling? I don't think we have time. No. Yeah, we don't have time. We yeah. got to stay on, on straight um, The here. other poem that they read that day was A Rose Through the Concrete by Tupac. Um, <laughs> and they hated that one until I told them it was by Tupac. <laughs> then they, hey, context then they, matters. Like, they didn't necessarily love it, but... Everything gold must go. Is that Robert Frost? I uh, am thinking, and I don't have any clue. <laughs> <laughs> I like the honesty. Um, anyway, 
<laughs> football. Bison football. Give me uh football. give me your hot and cold takes for Bison football this fall. Wow. Um, you know, I don't have many. Okay. I uh I feel like it's a shame for me to live in Fargo. And really the only NDSU player I know right now yeah. is Mr. Sure. Lance, Mr. Trey right. Lance. Um, but my hot take is that they are going to go undefeated wow. this year. That's my, who's that guy? <laughs> who's that radio guy um, that our friend Steven loves? That local radio guy who does all the playoff game, women or high school playoff basketball games. Jack, Jack Michaels. Jack Michaels. Jack Michaels yeah. show. His hot take. His hot take is that, uh, or my Jack Michaels hot take, is that the NDSU Bison are going to have a very successful season. Okay. Um, and that Trey Lance is going to perform just well enough to... Uh, to keep the eyes on him. Okay. Wow. The may I re may I re- reclassify that as a lukewarm take. Jack <laughs> <laughs> Michael's lukewarm take for Monday morning. Um, Jordy, what's what's your what's your favorite thing to think about this season for the Bison? Um. Well, it's I don't know. It's kind of like special almost to me that there's just one game this fall because i'm really mm-hmm. excited to watch today You're like usually like you know the bison are playing they're gonna win they're gonna win by a bunch um but it's like this is the only one this fall you know so i'm kind of looking forward to that um mm-hmm. i don't know I'll, it's interest. it'll be interesting to me to see if trey lance throws an interception this year because he didn't throw one all of last year that's right. Um, I don't know. No hot takes, no cold takes. Just I'm excited to watch. And mostly I just felt like we had to mention it as the Fargo podcast. That's good. Because, you know. That's Fargo. But as of, as of right now, we can tag, we can do hashtag NDSU Bison on this podcast. <laughs> get, our, get our listeners up. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for this unofficial sponsor. Yeah, Fargo Christian Podcast brought to you by Bison Football. <laughs> <laughs> Except definitely not. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not yet. Um, They're building that uh, giant Saint Saint Newman Center right by my house. Palm, right by my house. Even closer to your house. That's how big it's it huge. is. It's by both yeah. of our houses. No, yeah. Uh, it's just barely closer to your house. Yeah. I could spit on it. I could. But I... I'd have to throw a baseball twice to hit it. Oh. Yeah. And Jordy has a arm. I have two arms. That's right. Yeah. Um. So, in the sake of time... <gasps> I am going to move on to item number two on the list, which is the school year. Um, the theme yeah. of this week is is just the education world, specifically um, high school, well, K through twelve. Let's just say K through twelve. 
um, as we kind of talked about college a little bit a couple weeks ago with Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. So, Nick, you are about a month in to your first ever job in the education world. I am. Tell me about it. Like, what's what's the best thing so far? What's the most surprising thing so far? Um. Well, for those who don't know, I work in the the special education part of the education field. Um, and uh, it, it, it the best thing is this might sound just not the deepest, but it's it's it is like the one of the most rewarding things. Um, I work with with elementary kids, and just having the opportunity to uh, give them a chance. Um, to pour into them uh and just just work with them it's it's very it can be very stressful uh we just we just i had we had a a, a class about a week after each day we had to go through a class um of just learning about trauma mm, with yeah. the kids and just learning how much uh how much reaction they have built in i'm blanking on the phrase um, but just how 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 they they've learned to react to things, yeah. um, which is in in unhealthy reaction to certain things. Whether it's I mean just like trauma, whether it's like they're hearing hearing loud noises, hearing people talk loud, hearing hearing a door close loudly, or or, or seeing someone come up to them, um, and how that might might induce some trauma, and how they're how how we're trying so hard to teach them that not all of that is terrible, yeah. and how we're teaching them to to learn how to process that um it can be super stressful but also can be super rewarding and that's some that's it's it's such a such a back and forth roller coaster thing that i've learned um learn to work with and learn how how important repetition is to tear down that that uh built up wall and so that it's it's a very incredible field to be working in um you kind of don't realize how much you are working with with a kid's brain especially at that age it's so it's so moldable it's so so changing so quickly changing um we had a student that that had such made such big steps and then had to miss a week for for being sick and then you could just see how how quickly backwards they fell just for missing a week um and so it is such an important thing to to work with and and prioritize but uh, it's it's an amazing field an amazing job to do um and i love it yeah and uh, I know, Jordy, you've been in it for about two, three years now. Yeah, this is my third year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, something that we actually learned yesterday. I had, uh, we had staff development all day, th- or all day Friday, so no students. Um, but something mm-hmm. that they were talking to us, and specifically with, you know, high trauma kids. Um, and maybe, you'll maybe find this interesting. And it maybe will be helpful too, but um, high trauma kids, their resting heart rate is elevated. Mm. Often, I won't say always, but um, the training we had yesterday, they were talking about how the resting heart rate is elevated for kids who have had high trauma. Um, so then, it like obviously when your heart rate gets up, then like everything kind of just elevates, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So for students that have had trauma in their lives it doesn't take as much to get them to that elevated point um so then that's when you start to see behaviors and that's when you start to see these other things 
kind of coming out in the classroom and it's you know like they can't help it because their heart like their heart rate just goes up so quickly and like i said it's already elevated um which was really interesting um just something that i obviously had no idea about and we're constantly trying to look at trauma in a different way and um understand and assess behaviors through a lens of how students might be responding to um you know something that we have done or something that has happened in their past that they were reminded of today or um you know even something another student has done or said and it just um you know the more little pieces like that that you can figure out it 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 kind of feels like the the closer you're getting to really understanding what's going on in the brains and minds of these students that we're working with um mm-hmm. and it's you know so I, I have a very different side of it where i work with the high school kids um and and i i guess i'll say i'll just say quickly that this year has been honestly so great so far um and i i think part of it is the group of students that i work with having a little extra structure has been like a big time need for them um and there's been like so much production the first month of school uh and math math is not commonly a class that students enjoy um so Mm -hmm. even if they are productive in other classes occasionally they'll just not do math and try to push it off until the last thing that they have to do whatever um but so far all of my classes have been really great um so that has been a very unexpected um i don't know if i want to say benefit but an unexpected um benefit of covid um yeah so from from your perspective you you haven't taught or been in you know the not student side of education or the professional side of education i should say you Mm -hmm. haven't been on the professional side of education outside of the COVID era yeah um so this is you know everyone talks about the new normal but this is the only normal that you've had Mm -hmm. um exactly so I don't even know what question I want to ask about that, but I do think it's really interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Do you have any insight? I guess on that is is it been has it been nice? Has it been really hard? Well, I mean, like you said, it's like the new normal. It's the only normal yeah. for me. Um, and I did. I, I was thinking about that um, when I was talking about it because it, it, it there like people have eight eight kids in their class. Um, and it's instead of like the 20 25 a lot a lot of people will have um and that's not including the kids that that are have gone completely virtual right um i think every class is probably average like three or four kids that are just not in school um physically all year but it from what i mean from what i've heard it this is a lot easier um and just from from what i i've worked with work with work with uh, special needs um in the past before and how it just seems 
to to over commotion over over chaotic too many kids can create so much of a so much of just a whirlwind of so much just like a, a, a almost like a blizzard in their head um, and so I think with the limited number of kids in the classroom in the school I think it's beneficial obviously for the kids um, even for 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 the kids for the for the general general kids um, just that chance for that one-on-one more more so than than when a teacher has 30 kids in her class um, it's it's just like small yeah. groups 24 7 for these kids but really for the special needs kids um, it gives us an opportunity to to really focus and help them yeah um, just from hearing what they talk about because there is potential to go back to being a full-time with all the kids and it's it it seems like there 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 just isn't enough people out there for the kids uh, for the special needs kids in particular to work with them and so it i don't know what to expect from that obviously because this is all i've ever experienced um but from right for right now i think it's it's an amazing opportunity to to really pour into these kids lives yeah the the added benefit of almost one-to-one with your kids yeah exactly um, exactly yeah that uh, we've we've seen that too in our building um so i i think you know again in in the sake of time trying to keep this part of the conversation short um i, I think i just want to close with asking you you know how can how can people be praying for um you know for you first of all and then your students and and teachers and other paras and um you know, I, I think looking specifically per, for perspective on the elementary school, because um, I just, I, I know that there are parts of, of high school and, you know, second, not se- secondary, secondary education that are difficult with, you know, kids being at home, kids being in school half the time, mm-hmm. all that. Um, but I just, mm-hmm. I have no idea how it would work with elementary school. So how can we yeah. pray? Um, just, I think praying a lot, a lot of it is just continued patience. Um, cause this time is a lot of patience for, for the parents and the teachers. Um, just for, especially, I mean, for, I work with a lot of the kindergartners and uh, I'm in a lot of the classrooms and a lot of the kids, their, their parents have a tough time of, of pushing them, of keeping, keeping them up with the classes and there's a lot of kids that just haven't done any any learning outside of the classroom, outside of their teacher being there. There's there's a lot of students that haven't even looked at virtual stuff, and I'm sure it's you see you see that, and I'm sure um, just the public schools have seen that. But really, with these kids, it's it's you see so many of them have such low motor skills because of it. Um, they've talked to I've seen like students not being able to hold pencils as kindergartners, really not just know how to hold them, just because they just haven't learned because of all this staying at home and just working with their parents uh, obviously parents aren't teachers but praying just for patience praying for 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 just more people i know the the the, the biblical adage the the harvest is is plentiful but the workers are yeah. few in reality that's 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 really what the, there is for for the schools right now there's so many students that need help um obviously you you the the dream would be every student would have a one-on-one teacher, but that that's in physically right. impossible. Um, but just the just the the patience for the teachers, for the for the support staff, um, for the for the parents back home um, to work with these kids, 
because like like we said these kids a lot of them don't have don't aren't really getting the opportunity to start off well right um, in high school it's a different story they've, they've gone through this um, and it's it's starting to shift on their own but I mean we're talking about kindergartners through fifth grade and they don't they have no idea where to start um, they have they're not giving that opportunity and knowing where to start and so just the the opportunity for parents to work with them better um, and just patience in general so cool that's good yeah. good to hear um, and you know and so Nick works on the Fargo side um, Mm-hmm. I, I work in the Moorhead side, so there is there is slight differences there, but um, you know I'm very confident in saying that the things that are difficult at Nick's school and the things that he is feeling and the things that teachers are feeling there are, are the same for the schools in Moorhead and I mean really elementary schools around the country that are just trying to figure this out. Um, yeah, you know, and I think uh, if I can just say quickly too, for the, the high school perspective, at least my school, um, I know I know the teachers are, are tired. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I mentioned that I, I'm, I'm kind of exhausted. It, part of it's school, part of it is just, you know, also teaching, also taking classes. Um, happens to be kind of a kind of a busy month for my classes right now, too. Um, yeah. So all of that was kind of coming together to be very tired. But, um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I've heard teachers at lunch and all those different things where it's just like, we just have so much that we're trying to figure out and changes are coming rapidly and, um, yeah. you know, students are quarantining, staff are quarantining and um, trying to teach kids that are at home and in class at the same time because we're not doing hybrid right now, we're, we're full in. Um, so it's just trying to figure out how to do all of that well. Um, and then I know like Moorhead High School is distance learning right now and um, Mm -hmm. you know it it just I think patience and just energy and the ability to continue to um, you know to try to teach and and help our students in the way that they need it so Mm -hmm. um, for sure yeah, I guess any and all prayer is very appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think let's wrap it there, huh? How's that sound? Yeah, that a sounds nice good little, to me. Uh, nice little end to this first October edition of the Fargo Christian Podcast. That's dare I say? October dare off. I say? Spooky edition. Ooh, spooky! It's, it's, it's spooky season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> get your uh, get it. your pumpkin spice, your flannels, your gourds, your gourds and bundle up for a great Fargo Christian podcast. Spooky October, yeah, that's right. Um, so this is uh, this is the end of part one, I guess, of this episode. And in future episodes, we will figure out how to transition better into part two <laughs> which will be conversations yeah. we'll with learn. other teachers so That's um, right. i hope you will stick around i guess and thank you nick for joining for this part yeah. I, and i don't know good. yeah good uh yeah nick's have, parents have a, are in town so are, everyone say yeah, hi so. to nick's parents 
Hynix parents. Thank you. So. All right. Have a have a great talk with Ricky. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'm sure Ricky. I I love hearing Ricky talk, speak yeah. in general, and I'm sure everyone else who hasn't yeah. heard him, for some reason who hasn't heard him, will hear will. him. Um, and uh, yeah, have a have a good time. I will. Thanks, Nick. Say hi to your parents for yeah. me, truthfully. All oh, right. I will. I will. See ya. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
in every class. Production has been wonderful. It just, no one expected it to go this way. And we're all nice. very thankful for that. Um, yeah. But again, I, you know, I, I teach in a different setting than you guys both do. Um, so what does that look like in, in your settings? Well, you've, you've really liked it, so. Yeah, I can talk because uh, it doesn't feel real. Like, it feels maybe too good to be true in some ways because especially with art um the way that West Fargo's quote-unquote normal schedule goes kids come to the art room for 30 minutes once every six school days but now with distance learning kids come to the art room for 45 minute blocks um and if they're in a Monday Tuesday schedule they would come both Monday and Tuesday for 45 minutes, so a total of 90 minutes between the two days. And oh, then they cool. come once a month. So they come once a month for the that, like, those two chunks. So, And um, the way that elementary school has worked through the hybrid is that um, the different cohorts, they only have 15 kids in each class, or each cohort, 30 kids max. Total. And so I just have like 15 kids in the art room for 45 minutes and then I get to see them again the next day. It's just so fun because wow. I got to te- I get to talk to each kid. I've never been able to do that before. So I really feel sure. like I've gotten to know them and had some good conversations. So super. Yeah, cool. super fun. <laughs> and so and you get a little more like, I don't know if continuation is the right word, mm-hmm. but everything's a little fresher because you see them more often. Yeah, and, yeah, um, it, exactly. And seeing them two days in a row really helps with building those yeah. concepts and also building relationships. Like I have a bunch of elementary boys and, you know, they're all like playing flag football right now and they're just so excited because <laughs> they're like, Mrs. Fear, we have a game tonight. I'm like, you'll have to tell me about it tomorrow. And I've just never had that experience <laughs> before where I get to like talk to kids. Mm about what they did the day before oh sure you know yeah yeah that that relationship piece it, is yeah so exactly too. so it's been good mm-hmm. that's cool ricky <laughs> uh, yeah yeah ahead, um it's just without the schedule split up there's a couple like smaller classes which i would say you know it's it's almost made it more awkward so so the, <laughs> the, the class of four kids um you know maybe that's a bit overboard but but having the classes of, you know, 15 and 16, uh, it's a lot easier to uh, get to know those students. And whenever they share something in class, it takes up a greater percentage of, of the class. Um, and so I feel like m- more kids get to share in that way. And it's it's a lot easier to get to know them. Yeah. Even though it's, you see them less in a week, um, you can invest a little bit more in, uh, getting to know them personally once they're there. So that's, sure. that's a huge benefit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The quality over quantity. kind yep, of Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's one of the great things about my school too. And, and we're, and again, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this with Nick too, but, um, uh, you know, we're, we're a smaller building, so we're able to be in person fully, um, my biggest class is 10 and that's that class is big because it's two classes at the same mm-hmm. time 
Um, so numbers are just generally small. Um, but it, it is wonderful. I, I remember student teaching and having 25 to 30 kids in my room. And it was just impossible to gauge where everybody was. And then even, you know, ideally you more than half of the kids are comfortable with the lesson. But if half of the kids aren't, it's there's just not enough time to get to everybody in a class period. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that is a good thing. And I'm sure your students feel the same way. Maybe not the class. <laughs> yeah. It's like breakfast but, <laughs> yeah, it can't be as like theatrical because deep... then it's just wow. This guy's really got <laughs> a lot. So of excited! Today. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a teacher in high school that there was it was Spanish one, um, or college Spanish one, I guess technically, whatever. We were all juniors and seniors, but um, we had there were seven kids in the class, and there was one day that five of the seven were gone for sports oh no um so we got into class and the teacher said do you guys want to go get lunch <laughs> and like yeah that sounds great so he took us to lunch um but it was spanish one so he took us to the mexican restaurant in in thief river and as we were walking into the restaurant he turned to us and said oh by the way no English from here on. <laughs> so we basically sat in silence oh, no. for the whole lunch. <laughs> we didn't know a lot. Hola. You're um, just hoping there was a menu that had the numbers yeah, by it. Right. <laughs> right. Hopefully you knew so yeah, numbers. we got to order in the... I I thankfully was a little, a little more comfortable with Spanish than the other kid in the class. But when it came time to order, the other kid says... Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Uno, uno taco. Oh, no. Just one, really. <laughs> Did you just eat in silence? That's all I could think of. <laughs> Pretty much, oh. yeah. yeah. Muy bueno. So, Muy bueno. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. if you, you can't really take your class out to lunch in COVID oh, either. Sure. But maybe, uh, maybe there's something there. There might be. Sparks some ideas of what to do with your class of four. <laughs> Yeah, I could probably get away with something. I mean, go just get find, one taco. Yeah, some econ lessons. Like, look at all these other restaurants that are shut down. We can go here. Boom, lesson. Let's eat. <laughs> Let's eat. Because you're small yeah. enough. You have a small enough yeah. group. Yeah, sweet. I'm glad we went there. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, I guess shifting conversation mm-hmm. then to, you know, what are some of maybe expected or unexpected difficulties that you've seen um and then pair that with you know people obviously are are looking to pray for students and are praying for students and teachers um but maybe they don't know how just because they don't have have kids at home or they don't have um a connection to a teacher whatever it is um so how can we how can we be praying for you guys um julie do you want to talk about like device use and how that how you see that affecting kids or you know just prayer for kids oh yeah yeah I would say that in general just one challenge is as kids are using technology more there just needs to be protection and care for those kids as they use technology and a lot of parents just don't know how to do that or maybe they're they're doing the best they can 
Um, but kids are really smart and they're pretty sneaky. So, um, prayer for, uh, just wisdom in how to manage technology well so that it can be a tool and so it doesn't, um, harm kids or relationships between parents and kids because, uh, yeah, there's just so many studies out there about how addictive technology is and how it's created to be addictive. And kids are being exposed to that younger and younger. And so, uh, yeah, just about technology. Technology can be really great, and it is a strength, but we just need to um, have wisdom about how to manage it and see it as a tool and not just a answer for everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's one thing. And then... Uh, another thing is just, I would say, praying for, I would maybe compassion, but mostly communication between teachers and families. And I think that this time has really been a good way for teachers and families to be forced to communicate because we're all problem solving together and no one really knows the answers, but we have to work as a team if kids are going to be successful. So think prayer for just openness and willingness to work together and support kids and support each other because yeah it can be easy if both parties are frustrated to pit teachers and families against each other but we're really working towards the same goals so yeah 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 if i could uh if i could mm-hmm. jump in with maybe a piece of advice too before you, you go ricky um I, th- I think julie and i for sure would agree um i wish that i wish that art was required in some sense every year of school <laughs> not just one credit um and then specifically high school and in, in elementary school they get i think they get art all the way through if i remember mm-hmm. right but um you know, and I, I think if you have if you have kids that are stuck at home and are on computers all day, and if unfortunately aren't in an art class, you know, think about that. Just break from the computer and have them do mm-hmm. something art related, whether it's you know drawing or coloring or even music, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Um, just that break away from the computer would be probably very healthy mm-hmm. for your kids and I know I know it's so healthy for me um even just taking a break from sitting at my computer and listening to music Mm -hmm. um is such a wonderful thing so um you know maybe if you're listening to this and you have kids at home that are that are kind of struggling with the online might might be a benefit but (laughs) anyway um side note Ricky go ahead yeah um yeah, to talk about the technology thing, I mean, we were sitting in church this morning and uh, uh, one of the missionaries that our church sponsors stopped by and someone asked her a question about how long it takes to take, uh, she does uh, Bible translation and specifically right now, um, turning unwritten languages to have some form of alphabet so that eventually that language can have a sure. Bible. Um, yeah. And she just shared something that was cool that like that process can go faster now because of technology. And, and so with technology, there are so many things that God can bless us with. Um, but generally there's also a lot of 
you know, pressure that does not come from the wisdom of God that leads to, you know, bad things with technology. Um, whether that's right. kids accessing stuff or feeling insecure or, you know, all sorts of things. So I think, um, I think just people's relationship with technology and how they, yeah, how they create a home and set up those boundaries and attitudes towards technology with their kids is, I guess I just want to echo that that's something that um, people can learn more about and, and pray about for others. Um, I think one thing that I noticed is once we had in-class time again, uh, students were happy to be in school because mm-hmm. they were just so sick of um, having free time but not being able to do anything <laughs> and yeah. and not being around uh, their friends. And so yep. I think one thing that's been cool is um, all of us sort of realize the value of things that we've known have been valuable for <laughs> forever, but <laughs> but that we don't, you know, give as much time or credit to as we should, whether that's, you know, growing yep. spiritually or spending time with friends, um, et cetera. And so I think something that is a good prayer for, I was thinking specifically towards myself and teachers, but also students is uh, I think we're all kind of frustrated with um, things being somewhat in flux and not knowing when our, our pandemic will end or what life will look like. And so I think, I think uh, something that we could pray about is that we would understand how a lot of things in this world really are in flux and we don't have control or power over them. Mm-hmm. And as as Christians, we should be, you know, reminded to enjoy things that we have here on earth, but not allow them to take the place of eternal promises that God promises us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, so that we would root our joy and acknowledgement in the promises of God, um, the promise of being with him in heaven for eternity. Um, and that the things that we do enjoy would be in their place. Yeah. And I think it would be, I think we would miss the mark if we were to pray just for the circumstances to change, you know, like I, right. or for us to yeah. just like be better or for kids to just like get it. I don't think those, I mean, those prayers are necessary and require, like we, God asks us to pray and petition on behalf of our needs but ultimately I think what we need is just to grow in our trust for God like you said amidst those crazy circumstances and just trust that he is sovereign and he is sustaining us and we don't have to have the answers and that's okay (laughs) just um peace that does go beyond the circumstances and I know that's said a lot maybe in Christian culture but I think that's what really we need prayer for is just that trust in God as of who he is and that this is part of his plan. Yeah. And it's easy to say that and know that, but it's way different to feel it and really like let that soak in and become something you right. live out of. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think 
that 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 thought leads so well into um i guess the last question that i had for you guys but um you know kind of a kind of a theme of the last few months for me has just been um giving god glory and that as as christians um you know i believe that that in all in all things in all circumstances god can and should receive glory um and sometimes that's incredibly easy to see but other times um it's it's more difficult and you know it, it, to be to be really honest sitting on the front end of of quarantine teaching from home last spring um i was i was honestly really scared um i didn't know how or if i would be able to do it successfully um mm-hmm. i was pretty confident that i wouldn't be able to do it successfully and um you know lauren was was at work still she was going in every day and um so i was just by myself at home all day and that it was it was a scary thing for me looking at, at looking ahead to that but you know now looking back at it and, and kind of being on the tail end of of teaching from home it, i can truthfully say it was one of the best things that's ever happened mm-hmm. to me um which i never would have never never in a million years would have thought that anything mm-hmm. would, would have come from it but it like i look back on it and i just value that time so highly um so anyway what what i what i what i want to hear from you guys kind of as we're closing here is just what what is what has god done or what has god been teaching you over the last few months that um you know can really shine a light on um can really shine a light on how god can and and does receive glory even in the bad mm-hmm. Or the perceiving <laughs> the, the right now seeming that yeah mm, yeah <laughs> um one one il- I think it's an illustration I don't know it's probably easy to imagine with a picture but uh one of our small group leaders always references this picture of like the cross becoming more great as we understand our own sinfulness um, better and also right. as we understand God's holiness more so like those two grow together and I think through this quarantine a lot of people have been faced with their own sinfulness like for me it's about uh pride and just being prepared like thinking that I have control over circumstances and then God just being like nope actually you don't (laughs) like (laughs) shoot (laughs) um so I guess I've been learning a lot about humility and flexibility and trust in God and not my own plans. Um, I think a lot of teachers are pretty plan-oriented, and they like to have things figured out ahead of time, and God's just, like, really showing us through this pandemic that it's okay not to have the answers and to rely on Him when we don't have the answers. So that's one thing I've been learning in every day. (laughs) I don't know. It's yeah. just so persistent. Like God has been really sweet right. in allowing me to become more flexible, but also it's not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's still gaining yeah. glory from that. So it's worth it, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you say, Ricky? Um, 
I'd say, uh, personally, I'm just realizing how many things I take for granted and how, how kind God has been in allowing me to continue to have a job. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, uh, a place to live and he continues to be my savior and caretaker and, I, I think on a personal level, um, I've uh, just sought to grow in being thankful towards God and and glorifying Him in in that way. In that, yeah, uh, it's just so important to recognize His works and His attributes, and uh, to to look to Him when you're enjoying the little things of life. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes beyond just being positive. Like, I think a lot of people are just Mm -hmm. like, let's focus on the positive or let's focus on the good things. But I think it's that one step further. It's like, here are these good things that God is doing. Mm -hmm. And how can we find those and not just be positive to be positive, but recognize God is the giver of those good things. and, Mm -hmm. And then that results in... Thanksgiving and praise like you were saying, Mickey. Mm-hmm. And God gives us a way to process the negative in that, you know, it's a result of our sin, but... Um, or or just like the brokenness of the world in general or... Yeah, general sin. Yeah, general <laughs> sin. I um, mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not a direct, not direct... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Just clarify yeah. it quick. <laughs> Yeah, fallenness of the world. That's what I'm going for, people. Don't don't get defensive towards yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it's not that kind yeah. of podcast. <laughs> yeah. How so, about you, Jordy? I mean, you mentioned like kind of what you're learning too, but is there more that you would want to add to that too or how God's gaining glory through this time? Yeah. So, so I, I think part of it, and, and you guys know this as well as anybody as you rode with me, to Wisconsin one time. <laughs> I just love, I love talking and I love being with people. And I felt so bad for them because I talked the whole way to Wisconsin <laughs> and back true. nonstop. Um, I might have fallen asleep, so I apologize. <laughs> that, and I, and I didn't <laughs> You stop didn't talking, fall so. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, so part of that and part of what was difficult was that, you know, I, I wasn't able to be with people as often and I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time by myself and, mm-hmm. you know, even Lauren was gone and it just, I was at home. We have a dog, but, you know, <laughs> different, obviously. Can't um, talk to a dog. I mean, you can, but. You're right. <laughs> kind of monological. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I just thought, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I, I just, I felt God kind of, comforting me in the fact that that he is enough Mm. um and being in in relationship with him is is truthfully the only relationship that i do need and the the friendships and um i mean my marriage obviously and co-workers and and students all that those relationships are kind of a blessing above Mm. um but the there's just a lot of comfort and 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 a lot of joy and peace found in just that relationship that I was able to kind of lean into a lot more than I normally do. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
it was difficult, but I, but I was very thankful for that. Um, the, the other thing that I was thinking of too, just as you guys were talking, um, I, I find it really interesting as I've, as I've talked to people and as I've asked this question, um, there's almost no repeats in, in how God has been glorified in, in each individual life. Um, which I think speaks so, so beautifully to just the unique relationship that God has with each of us. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know if it's too far to say even just like the process of sanctification, like it looks different for everybody and, you know, becoming more like Christ and becoming closer to God is a completely different experience for me than it is for Ricky, than it is for Julie. Um, but ultimately it's the same goal, which is unity in, um, unity in Christ and, and unity in a body of believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go to different churches, but like unity in the body as in the universal body, mm-hmm. the big C church, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so anyway, those were, those were the things that I was thinking about, but um we're uh i don't know if you guys saw it too but we got the the warning on our free zoom meeting that's <laughs> yeah, ticking down get cut off here pretty <laughs> quick yeah um so just as as we close i i, I just want to say thank you guys so much for for taking the time to do this and um you know i, I was definitely encouraged by what you guys were saying and um i know it, it's it'll be good to just know how I can be praying for you guys specifically, but also, um, you know, celebrating with you too, because it mm-hmm. has been a good start to the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the computer skipped a whole minute. We were supposed to have two minutes and now it says we have less than one. Oh, wow. Minute. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, unfortunately <laughs> I'm going to cut that thought off okay. right there. <laughs> And I'm going to say thank you one more time, and I hope you guys have a fantastic rest you of your too, day. Jordy. You too, Jordy. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, thank you for listening to yet another episode. Thanks for making it this far. And we will talk to you next week on Monday as well. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Fargo Christian Podcast. Episodes will be releasing on Monday mornings. And you can find us on Instagram at Fargo Christian or at your local coffee shop. We just might be there.